podcast where we try to help you be helpful to other people. We have made it to the season finale of season eight. Welcome everyone. My name is Dr. Kate Watson and I'm so glad that you're joining me today um, because I found a cool thing on the internet. There are still some cool things on the internet and I want to I want to share it with the audience. So this comes from the Gottman Institute. I want to give credit where credit is due. So looks like you could find this or something um, something similar to what we're going to talk about at Gottman.com. That's G-O-T-T-M-A-N.com. And it's kind of like a worksheet that I found. And, and the worksheet is called The Relationship Bank Account. And the, the subtitle here says Relationships Are Like a Bank Account. You can make daily deposits or withdrawals that affect your total balance and overall health of your relationship. And, you know, a while back, Melanie and I recorded an episode about trust and we talked about, you know, um, actually, I, I, I didn't make this up. I, I, I at the time got the idea from Brene Brown about a, a marble jar of trust and we do things that build trust and that puts marbles in the jar and we do things that you know really hurt our trust and that takes marbles out of the jar and I said then you know I I think of it more like a bank account where you make deposits and withdrawals so imagine my surprise when the Gottman Institute puts out a worksheet called the relationship bank account now I'm not saying they stole it from me um I don't think I stole it from them. I'm sure this is just like an idea that's floating around out there. But anyway, so the worksheet lines up. uh, It kind of looks like a piggy bank here that I'm staring at. And it it lines up ways that you could make some deposits into your relationship piggy bank. And uh, and the things that we want to avoid to make sure we're not subtracting too much from the bank. Now, here's the interesting thing. I don't know where they come up with this. And and it's not that I disagree. I'm sure it's fine. But it just seems so strangely specific. Uh, the worksheet says experts recommend. Now, that doesn't tell us who the experts are. But experts recommend making five deposits for every one withdrawal you make. Where they came up with that number, I do not know. I, it sounds like a good number. I'm not prepared to argue with it or, or fight it. I think we could, we could go along with this, a five to one ratio. We should do five things that make deposits into the relationship bank account for every one thing that we might be taking out. I'll tell you what I like about the five to one ratio is it acknowledges that even in very healthy relationships, we sometimes make withdrawals from the bank account. Um, and I just think that's pretty key. I don't want anyone out there thinking uh, that we put deposits in and we never take withdrawals out. That, friends, that's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. Just because you're in a relationship where maybe 
there are some withdrawals from that relationship bank account or some marbles leave that trust jar or whatever analogy you want to use. Just because something bad has happened that has caused a little wear and tear on your relationship doesn't make it an unhealthy relationship or a bad relationship or one that you should leave and never come back. All relationships have some of this give and take. So I like the five to one ratio because it reminds us that all of us are sometimes going to be in relationships where there's a withdrawal from that bank account. Fine. The list says here, things I can do to add to my relationship bank. So um, there are things on this list like affectionate touching facial expressions like maybe a smile or blowing a kiss um it's funny it says affectionate touching and then it also says playful touching oh i get it playful might be like a, a fist bump or a high five whereas affectionate might be more like a hug got it okay um affiliating gestures uh opening a door offering a place to sit vocalizing, saying, I love you, or I'm happy you're here. Okay, these are good examples. Um, my goodness, though, I feel like I could think of some better ones. I mean, things you can do to add to your bank account. How about delivering on what you promised? If you say you're going to do something, do it. If you say you're going to be there, be there. Um, remembering what's important to the person you're in a relationship with. Surprising them one day with something and saying, I remembered you said six months ago that you really wanted this and, and I picked it up for you. Um, and it could be something small. No one's saying I have to spend a lot of money. It could be, you know, I remember you saying six months ago that your favorite French fries are McDonald's French fries. So I stopped by McDonald's and I got some McDonald's French fries for us. Um, so remembering things, being reliable um, asking how the person's day is, taking an interest in how things are going in their own lives. These are all things we can do to add to the relationship bank account. And I'm sure you could think of a thousand others. Okay. So then the other list says, these are the things we should avoid that subtract from the relationship bank account. Uh, oh, it's a good list. Okay. This says interrupting, blaming, criticizing, judging, saying hurtful things, withholding affection, invalidating their feelings, um, turning down a bid for connection. Now, let's elaborate on that one a little bit. Turning down a bid for connection is not the same thing as saying, you know, I, I don't feel like dancing right now. I, I don't want to get up and, and dance at this wedding. Or, um, or I'm not interested in sex tonight. I don't, I don't want to do that tonight. Folks, you are always, always, always allowed to turn down things you don't want to do. You always, always, always can say, I don't feel like a hug right now. I don't feel like being touched right now. When it says connection, what that means is if you're turning down opportunities to just be like present and engaged with someone... Well, that might be one of the things that starts to slowly wear down a relationship. But there are many ways to be present and engaged with someone that don't involve um, something that might make you uncomfortable. 
so I just wanted to elaborate on that a little bit. And, you know, any of these things, like on the list, it says interrupting, blaming, saying hurtful things. Any of these things could happen from time to time. That's what we said earlier about how it doesn't mean it's the end of the world if your partner interrupts you or unfairly blames you for something. These things happen. And I, I think if anyone's listening and starting to feel concerned, like, oh my gosh, well, that happens in my relationship. Does that mean I'm in an abusive relationship or a unhealthy relationship or a, a really bad relationship? First of all, folks, only you could know that. So I'm not even going to touch any of that. I have no clue. Um, if you're looking for a little guidance around what's healthy or unhealthy, you know, I might say if these things happen once in a while, no big deal. But if they become patterns and they are really problematic, then yeah, maybe you would you would be concerned about the direction your relationship is heading. But only you can know that. And I think that's important when you are poking around the internet for worksheets like I was. You got to know that this is just a worksheet from the Gottman Institute. It's just something I found on the internet. It is not a rule book for life. And whoever made the worksheet does not know you and your relationship and your partner. And your friends don't always know what's best for you. And and even therapists don't even know what's best for you. And so when you're reading these things and you're taking in this information, always consume wisely. Always always consume this information responsibly. And, and keep in mind that the folks out there putting out these tips and these advice, these are gentle guidelines. They're not meant to dictate your life. And that could go for all eight seasons of this podcast as well. Um, you know, I bring on guests, we share ideas, sometimes we agree with each other, sometimes we disagree with each other. I'm sure there are times you agree with us and there are times you disagree with us. And that's fine because you're living a life that we know nothing about here at the podcast. And so um, I would want you to consume this information as responsibly as you consume any other information out there on the web. So with that said, whew, eight seasons, my goodness. I have to tell you, I, I keep saying we're taking a break <laughs> before season nine and we hardly are because Next week, I'm going to start recording all of the episodes for season nine. Uh, I've got them all lined up. Some really great guests are lined up, some familiar voices and some new ones. Um, and so I'm going to blink my eyes and it will all be recorded. Uh, I'm going to take the month of January, though, to get it all edited. And that means we'll be back with new episodes in February. And so please do tune in again in February. And in the meantime, during this break, it's a good time to, to email me at kate at onlytryingtohelp.com. You can email with any questions that you have about the material we've discussed or with any recommendations you have for future episodes. Um, so again, the email address is kate at onlytryingtohelp.com. You may always visit the website, www.onlytryingtohelp.com. We've got books available. We've got links to all the episodes, um, some resource guides with more information. If you're looking for anything that we spoke about on this episode or a previous one. And lastly, you know, this break is a good time to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram using the handle I was O T T H. 
I was, O-T-T-H stands for, I was only trying to help. I will look for you there on Instagram during the break, and then I'll see you back here in February for some fresh episodes of Only Trying to Help. Thanks, folks.